0: Today we're going to jump into the the self ideal. Now, the self ideal uh, part of your life—it's literally the best case scenario you that you that there is. It's the best case scenario you that there is. Picture your marriage in the best case scenario of which it could possibly be. Picture your personal life in the best case scenario that it could possibly be. Picture your ministry life in the best case scenario that it could possibly be and that is the ideal you literally that is the God part of you that God is trying to get you to God does not put a hope in your life to leave you hanging high and dry he puts a hope in your life as something to aspire to now faith is the substance of things hoped for so if you don't have hope there's nothing for your faith to attach to But I do know this, when I have a hope of being the ideal Joel that I'm called to be, I now have something to apply my faith to, and without faith, I'm not getting there. Because I cannot go by what I've seen, I've got to go by what he said about me. And so to get to the ideal you it's going to take those aspects of your life And so as we jump into this There's a qualifying statement that i've got to make so we don't get off track And because this is way more than a self-help message It's way more than something that oh power of positive thinking This is literally god principles bible principles that will get you to the ideal you And literally this is the qualifying verse and it's psalms 37 4 and it says delight yourself in the lord and He will give you the desires of your heart commit your ways to the Lord trust in him and he will do this Now when you delight yourself in the Lord, it literally means you come in and you set up residence in his presence and When you do that you begin to get God's vision of you not just the vision you want of you Because some of you thought the ideal you was you driving around in a Lamborghini in a mansion w- with a ton of stuff in it But never coming to church <laughs> Right? But that's not the ideal God to you. See, God has an ideal you that far supersedes material possessions. He's got an ideal to you that sees women and men walking in power. And he talked about it in the book of Joel. He said, in those last days, my young men will prophesy, my old men will dream dreams, and I will pour my spirit out on both men and women. Come on, somebody get with me on that. He's calling that ideal you to come forth and to manifest in your life. And now, if we're ever going to get to the ideal you, we've got to begin to make changes because a lot of us are making decisions that are not going to get us to the ideal us. This is why Jesus didn't say, if you pray, he said, when you pray. It's not an option. If you want to get to the ideal you, you must pray. (laughs) Because without talking to God, you're never going to find out who God has you to be. This is why Jesus said, when you fast, not if you fast, when you give, not if you give, when you live like him, when you do these things, not if you do these things. I like to say it like this. A lot of us are making choices, and we say we want to land on the beach in Fiji, but we're getting on a plane to go to the Arctic Circle, right? We talked about it with our our self-image. A lot of us say, I see myself 30 pounds lighter, but not when you keep eating 20 donuts a week. Right, Your decisions are not lining up with the ideal you you're trying to be. So a change must be made. You must change your decision making to line up with where you're wanting to go. And your goals should act as a filter for every decision you make in your life. And so as we jump into today's message, I want to talk to you about this. This is so important that you get God's vision on the inside of you because literally this is what you are. You are God's dream come true. You are God's dream come come true That's the title of this morning's message God's dream come true And so when you get the image of God that God has on the inside of you It begins to manifest on the outside and it's God's dream or God's vision coming true How many of y'all have ever had a dream and you wanted it to come true? God has a dream he has a vision of you and he wants it to come true right here in this earth And so we must begin to understand of god's dream coming true He did it with jesus. And so if he did it with jesus, I know he can do it with you The bible says this in colossians 1 verses 15 through 22 and these are my favorite seven verses of scripture in all the bible because it tells how God works, how God operates, how he saw Jesus, how Jesus came, how Jesus physically manifested as God's dreams come true, and how he went to heaven, and how you and me are now a part of God's dream coming true. And so this is what it says in um, Colossians chapter number 1. It says, he is, talking about Jesus, the image of the invisible God. So Jesus Christ was the express image of the invisible God when he walked on this earth. He was God manifested in the flesh. He is the image of the invisible God. He is the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and things on earth... The visible and the invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all these things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church, he is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might be the preeminent, or some versions say might have the supremacy of. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell in bodily form, and through him to reconcile himself to all things, where the things Things in heaven or things on earth by making peace through the shed blood on the cross and you who were once alienated now Listen, this is where it gets to you. I was talking about Jesus for six verses Now this comes to you now listen to this and it says and you everybody say, and I say and me Who were once alienated and hostile in the area of the mind doing evil deeds? He has now reconciled in his body Of the flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him Now that's what jesus is seeing in you He died so he could present you holy and blameless before him And when he died to see you holy and blameless before him It's an amazing thing of what god wants you to become and you are god's dream Coming true And so this is why it is so important that we must begin to To get God's image on the inside of us because of this right here You will never become what God wants on the outside until you get his image of you on the inside You will never become what God wants you or sees you as on the outside until you get God's vision of you on the inside You can go all through the Bible, you can use King David, you can use Gideon, you can use Joshua, you can use Jesus, you can use the Apostle Paul, you can use the Apostle Peter, you can use any of them until they got God's vision of them on the inside that never manifested on the outside. And so it's no different for you and for me, we must begin to see who God's called us to be here on the inside of our life. And now in doing this, it's important to note that the term that I used earlier is this, God must work deeply in me before he can work significantly through me So the deep work that god wants to do is to get his image planted right here on the inside of you He must work deeply in you before he can work significantly through you But listen to this verse out of jeremiah jeremiah chapter 2 verse number 5 and it's the latter part So it's part b and this is joel paraphrase it says they went after worthlessness And became worthless now I want us to think about that for just a minute they went after worthlessness And became worthless some versions say they went after emptiness and became empty Now if you're going to get god's image of who you're supposed to be on the inside of you You got to find what you're running after You got to find what you're going after you got to find what your life seeks after. you got to find out what you're putting in, so what you're putting in is what you're getting out. If all you do is rant about stuff on Facebook and social media, I know exactly what you're putting in. <laughs> because it's what's coming out all over the place. And I know what people put in day in and day out and I literally see a generation running after worthlessness and becoming worthless But when we start running after jesus once again, we're starting to run after something and we'll become something again So in the church, we must begin to apply this principle to our life Amos 3 3 says this How do two walk together? Unless they agree to do so How do two walk together? Unless they agree to to do so. In walking together, there's got to be an agreement between two people to walk in a certain direction. Matt, can I use you for a second? Can you come up here? Mitch, can you come up here? Josh, can I get you to come up here? Uh, give me Heath Gamble to come on up here. I, th- these are four kind of big old guys, a lot bigger than me, <laughs> getting nervous just looking at them over there. And if I need you four guys to stand over there. These four guys, all four of them are infinitely stronger than me. I'm just going to be honest. All four of them are infinitely more powerful than me. They're infinitely bigger than me, stronger than me, bigger than me. I mean, I I don't compare to any of them. And so if I'm going to go with them, they represent God, I've got to agree to do so. So here's what I need you guys to do. Kind of huddle up right here. All right. You're God, and you're telling me to go that way. Okay? And so, if you're God and telling me to go that way, I got to go that way, right? And you're going to make me go that way, right? Why y'all ganging up on somebody? (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Yep, I'm getting there. A lot of this right here, you lost a shoe. (laughs) A lot of this right here, identifies our walk with christ Did you notice this God says I need you going this way But i'm not going this way unless I agree to do so Many of us are trying to run this direction when God says go this direction The problem is this how can two walk together unless we agree to do so God has said you are healed and he's saying walk in healing, but you're still running after sickness you want to know how I know this? Y'all can be seated. You want to know how I know this? Because a lot of you guys, when you feel a cold coming on, you literally say this, I'm trying to catch a cold. Come on. Why are you trying to catch it? Quit running after it. Let it go. <laughs> it's going in the opposite direction of the way you're going. <laughs> and I know that's a funny scenario, but out of the words you speak shows the abundance of your heart. The Bible says no good tree can bear bad fruit. And no bad tree can bear good fruit. So the fruit that you're producing is showing who you truly are. And because it's Mother's Day, bless mama's hearts, they're so awesome. And this is where moms truly have the heart of God. They always see the ideal in their kids and sometimes not the reality in their kids. That's a God quality. God always sees the ideal. He always sees the greatest you that's possibly there. He always sees the ideal you. But how many of you know that the ideal me, I haven't quite arrived yet, and so there's still a reality me of changes that i got to make to get to the ideal me? And I love it when moms come to me and say, Joel, pray for my son. He's messed up. He's in some bad stuff, but he's really a good kid. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Some of y'all are like, this is ringing true. I've said this before. I've had prayer for this before. Do, Do you understand the concept that I'm getting at? How do two people walk together unless they agree? Because a lot of times what we see and what God said are different things and we're going in different directions and if we are ever going to get to the ideal us we must believe what god said over what we see we must start putting faith in his word that his word is greater than the life of joel t meyer his word has more power than joel t meyer does so i must begin to agree with his word and when i begin to agree with his word i'll see the ideal me start to manifest But a lot of times what we see and what God said don't line up and so we must make a decision How do two people walk together unless they agree? You must literally make a choice that says I agree to walk with God Even if I don't see it happening just yet Even if I don't see it just yet, I'm agreeing to walk with God and go his direction now listen to this we see Constantly this ourselves getting beat up by the world. How many of y'all felt like over the past month? something just beat up on you a little bit I mean you've had some trials to go through you've had some problems in your life and all you're thinking is God I keep getting beat up time and time again Well, you keep saying God I'm getting beat up and God keeps saying no you're more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus who loves you right, right. But because we're not agreeing We're constantly at a place of getting beat up not conquering we must begin to agree with God. We see ourselves many times as, oh God, I'm really struggling financially. God, I can't get to the next level. God, how do I get this to happen? And we see ourselves as poor and barely getting by when God says, I see you blessed beyond measure. But until you start changing your mindset and get it off your bank account and on the word of God, because when you get it on the word of God, you're gonna begin to do what God's word says, and tithe amen on purpose and with a purpose Come on Because a lot of people say oh, I believe in tithing, but you never do it then you don't believe it You only do what you really believe And if you don't do it, then you don't really believe in it You know, it's there. You know, it's a principle. You know, it's applicable to you But if you don't do it, you don't believe in it And that works with anything not just tithing not just money A lot of people will see ourselves as we look at this situation, we say, God, this is impossible. How can I ever do this thing, this assignment that you've called me to do in my life? God, it's completely impossible when God said, hey, listen, with me, all things are possible to those who just believe. All things are possible to those who believe. And so God's saying, I need some people, especially the church, to start agreeing with me. How many of y'all have ever had an argument with a five-year-old? Right? I mean, I got a five and a four-year-old, and we have arguments. And I'm sitting here thinking, why am I arguing with a five-year-old? If he would just agree with me, I could get him to the end result quicker. We would get to sweet frogs faster if you would put your shoes on. But he's fighting me not wanting to put his shoes on because he wants to go to sweet frogs. Do you understand the same thing it's with us and God God says if you just would listen to me I can get you there quicker And get you to the ideal you that you want to be quicker But we must begin to listen to who God is and what God has planned for our life and everything that he does So how do two people walk together unless they agree and this is where second corinthians 5 7 comes in It says we live by faith And not by sight. We must begin to believe in what God has said over what we currently see. Real talk. Everybody say, real talk. talk. There are people in this church who have gone through several divorces, several affairs, several problems, several bankruptcies, several issues, and God can overcome every bit of it. You must begin to believe. And what he said over what you see in your past some of you are afraid to step out into your calling because of a past failure in your life and if you always live by the past failures you're never gonna see the future successes and also if you always live in past greatness you will never achieve the greater things to come We got two big issues a lot of people are either defined by their failures in the past Or they are defined by their successes in the past and either way you're looking back and not ahead to where God's calling you to be And in your life if you don't start looking ahead If you don't start seeing yourself different You're always going to be living in the past And in that part of your life This morning we must begin to comprehend That we must believe what God said over what we see. So much to the point that when God was about to bring the greatest leader. um, Or one of the greatest leaders in Israel's history into the promised land. He had to give him a nine verse. A nine verse image of this guy that he was seeing him to become. Nine verses God spent imparting into this man Of what he is about to become. And I want to read these verses to you. I did a whole chapter in my doctoral thesis on these nine verses. And then it says in Joshua 1, 1 through 9. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord. I'm going to stop right there. See how much time God spends on dead things? The only reason he spent time on the dead thing was to reference you and where he's going with the future thing. The only time he's going to spend on dead things in your life is if he's either going to resurrect something that wasn't supposed to die or he's telling you, remember that time? It's dead and gone. Time to move on. Come on, some of y'all need to say, that's dead and done. Time to move on. Your past abuses, your past problems, your past isms, they're dead and done. Time to move on. And so God spends very little time on dead things. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, everybody say Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' aides, Moses, my servant, is dead. Plain and simple. God didn't say, We're weeping. God didn't say, I don't know what we're going to do. He's dead. And he said, Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place you set your foot. As I promised Moses, your territory will extend from the desert of Lebanon to the great river, the river Euphrates, the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the West. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so will I be with you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. God was giving him vision. He was imparting into his life instruction. But then something changes. Something changes. Because God completely changes from talking about the nation to talking about Joshua. He looks at Joshua and says, Joshua, be strong and courageous. Now, now Damon, you don't tell somebody to be strong and courageous if they're already strong and courageous. You tell somebody to be strong and courageous if they're not strong and courageous. I guarantee you as Joshua was sitting there and listening to God saying you're fixing to lead these people across the Jordan You're fixing to go into the promised land You're fixing to see the ideal nation of Israel This conquering nation that I believed in that I've seen that I promised to Abraham That says all the nations of the earth will be blessed because of you Joshua you're fixing to lead this mighty army and this nation into the promised land And everybody in the uh, Israel camp was going into revival and Joshua was freaking out (laughs) And so God just begins to look at Joshua And says, Joshua, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people in the land that I swore to their ancestors to give to them. Again, be strong and courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from them to the right or to the left and you'll be successful wherever you go. Then he says it again. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. God had to impart a new image on the inside of Joshua. And when God was imparting a new image on the inside of Joshua, he was addressing what he had while telling him what he could be. And when God begins to address things in your life, he's addressing what you've gone through or what you've had to tell you what you can currently be. The problem is most of us interrupt God on what we've been and never let him tell us what we can be. And so now in your life, now that you've dealt with your issues in the free series and you got your assignment in the graveyard series, it's about time to step out and go do this thing. And some of y'all are starting to freak out. You're sitting here saying, oh, God, what do I do? Oh, God, I don't know where to go. Oh, God, I don't know where to start. Oh, God, I don't know what to do. And, you're, and God's saying, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous because we got to understand what Joshua was about to become is what God had already seen. What Joshua was about to become, God had already seen. Here's some of the key verses. He said, I'll give you every place you set your foot. No one will stand against you all the days in your life. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And verse 6, 7, and 9, he said, be strong and be courageous. God will call out in you what he already sees to get you to be who you're really called to be. And so if God's calling something out of your life, when you're not used to that being called out, you need to begin to stop and say, God sees something in me that I don't see yet. It's time to go back and look in the mirror. It's time to go dig a little bit deeper. It's time to begin to see what God calls me to see. And listen, when the image of God that he has of you becomes one with the Spirit of God on the inside of you, It'll manifest on the outside All is god's waiting on is for agreement agreement For the picture that he has of you to become one with the spirit of god on the inside of you So that way it can manifest on the outside of you People say this all the time They say this joel 15 years ago. Did you ever imagine the church would be where it's at today? Yeah, I did And I'm not saying that cocky, I'm not saying that arrogant, I'm not saying that haphazardly. I know we're at where we're, I know we are at where we're at because of the grace of God and because His power and His moving and all glory goes to Him. But yes, when God first called me to preach and pastor a church, He showed me this and a lot greater things that are still yet to come. So when people say, did you ever imagine, could you ever imagine? Yes. But it wasn't imagination like, oh, it's in the distant future. Oh, it's something that might occur. Oh, it's a fairy tale built up in my head. It wasn't imagination. It was an image. It was an image that God placed in here that the more I line up with him, he begins to manifest it out here. And so this is why when you hear me every Sunday morning say we're going to change our city, we're going to change our area, we're going to have an effect on this four-state region, and we're going to go around the world with the gospel, I'm saying the image of what God has already showed us. It's not fun or cliche. It's the vision. So I will speak out the image that God has already said of this church. So if you don't want to be a part of a church that's going to change our city, have a profound effect on this area, a big effect on this four-state region, and go around the world with the gospel, you're in the wrong place. But if you want to be a part of the body of Christ that's going to have a profound effect on our city, definitely change the area we're in, have a great effect on this four-state area, and go around the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, get this image in your head because we're not a church sitting idly by. We're fixing to make a difference in this world. Amen? And we're going to change some things. This is why I know God has not forgotten rural America because we would be wouldn't it be awesome in this four-state area to plant 250 churches over the next 20 years I'm, just throwing it out there. That means some of y'all are gonna be pastors. See y'all just freaked out They're like, oh See, it was great when you saw my image of it But when you saw yourself in the image of it, it's like this ain't so much fun anymore pastor. This is serious You're right. This is very serious God takes this whole concept serious because it's who you are It's what you're called to be it's what he sees the church already as and already being we can go through the whole story of Gideon again, but i'm not going to do that We can jump down here to colossians verse chapter 1 verse 17 and it talks about the image of the invisible god Verse 17 says this and he is before all things and in him all things hold together All things that were created through him and for him. He is excuse me uh, and he is before all things and in him all things to hold together that were created through him and for him. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead that he might have the supremacy. Or he might be the preeminent. See, God already had an image of you being part of the body of Christ before you were ever born. God already had an image of you being part of the body of Christ before you were ever born. Now he's talking about Jesus here when he's before all things. That's referenced in John 1 1 also and in him all things hold together. He knew that Christ would come to this earth He is the head of the body the church God saw him as the head of the church before the church was even formed the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead God saw Jesus defeating death and hell and bringing back the keys of Hades for victory before it ever happened It's not by accident. You're here. It's not by happenstance You're here. You're here for a reason and a purpose this morning The reason and purpose you're here this morning is simply this God has an image of you this morning Becoming an all-out follower of Jesus Christ. I want to stop for a second because I want to qualify what that means. It means some of you really are going to quit your jobs and go around the world and do mission work. It means some of you really are going to step out and pastor a church. It means some of you really are going to step up into a calling that you've never done before but you've never told anybody about either because you know it's deep down within there. You're going to be that man or that woman that God sees on the inside of you. Because here's the thing a lot of us make a big deal out of getting born again, and that's a huge deal But you didn't get born again to stay a baby You got born again to become a powerful worker in the kingdom of god You were born into the kingdom of his dear son jesus christ and jesus the bible talks about in revelation There's coming a day when we must be ruling and reigning In christ and if that's talking about the new heaven and the new earth Shouldn't we begin to be practicing it right here right now on this heaven and this earth? The question I have this morning is how are you going to respond to what you've just heard about your life being plugged into a church that will change this city, have a profound effect on this area, touch this four-state area that we're in, and send the gospel around the world?